The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. There were a lot of words there I did not understand. So. <laughs> Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and hey, lots of fancy new suits for the fall. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's episode of Pop Tech Jam, we're going to talk about some tech news, and I have a few tips for those who were very rattled about Google changing the Gmail permanently to the new version and taking away classic Gmail. I've heard a lot about this the past few days. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know they, when they force a new interface on you and you can't go back to the old one, and there's uh, tears of regret. I think people get very upset. They get very upset. Well, they get their stuff just the way they like it. They know where everything's at. There are no surprises, and then boom! All of a sudden, you got all these new features that you really didn't want, but you're powerless to stop. And uh, you, can... you, yeah, you were going to say newfangled, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to nudge. I don't want to smart compose. I don't want this Google writing my emails for me. So, so there's there's been a lot of people who have been very distressed about this. this is yeah, like, I can it's understand. Like, it's like Google betrayed them and changed a product. Well, see, I'm not I'm not feeling betrayed by Google. I'm feeling betrayed by Apple and iOS 12. Oh, really? Did you uh, has your phone done something you didn't want it to do? All right. First off, my messaging's completely host. Completely and totally host. Can't connect to iCloud, that sort of thing? Well, no. It's one of these deals where, uh, you know, I have kids and they don't have their own phones yet. They don't have their own phone number. So when we text, they used to use their Apple ID. Uh So that was great, you know, and we had group texts, family group texts. Now, iOS 12 is handling that differently. They're sort of combining all these things. I don't really technically understand what they're trying to do. But if you have a group chat that's combined with regular text numbers and Apple IDs, it becomes a nightmare. You I don't see. get messages. I get alarms popping in. Things are, you know, like klaxons are going off. So this All kinds of crazy things. This has impacted your parenting abilities here because you can't rely on the tech tools that were working so well before. Exactly. You have put that so perfectly and succinctly. That's exactly what it's doing. It I is see. impacting my ability to parent. Do you think and, they'll get it in a uh, dot upgrade? Uh, you know what? I, yeah, I'm i not sure if they really care, to be perfectly honest with you. They, it's one of those deals like Google where they want us all to go in one particular direction, and we're going to have to deal with the pain for a little bit, and then we'll all get used to it like you know, good little boys and girls. But I will say this. The one that's really annoying me is that on my iPad, Yes. iOS 12 has morphed my Instagram, my Instagram. Ooh, what did and they it, do to it? Well, what they did was, you know, before you could, you hit the little times two button on the bottom, if it's an iPhone app, that's kind of like you're using on your iPad, but they didn't make an iPad version. So you kind of stretch out the phone version. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it magnifies it up to fill the screen. Exactly. Instagram does not have an iPad version. And they, for some reason, they just don't, they aren't bothering to do it. On my iPads, now everything is kind of smushed in the middle, sort of like I'm losing all this beautiful real estate that I had before to see the pictures all big and nice and everything. And everything is sort of like, what it looks like is like a, a, a giant cutout of a phone, of one of those like phablets that they just came out with oh, man. In, the, in the middle of my phone. 
It's like, come on. And instead of the times two, they have the little two arrow buttons going up and down and yeah, you click yeah. that and it really doesn't do anything. That's really annoying me. But you know what? It's another case of, ah, I could get used to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm there not going to get bigger things about. to worry about. Yeah. Well, and and as we get into the news too, Instagram has had some personnel changes, and so I'm, I'm expecting Ooh, the yes. app to maybe perhaps have some more changes soon. So, in other words, become more Facebook-like. I, that would be my guess uh, as to their direction. Uh, what yeah. do I know, though? But you know, and if you look what at uh, what, what's the old saying? You do you, Facebook yeah, yeah. and Instagram. You do you. Which is another like nice way of saying like F off. But that's a different story. Yeah, that's altogether. a different story. But listen, but, uh, first off, before we go on into the news, yes, folks, if you, if this show sounds different, we're operating in bunkers right now, you know, in, in undisclosed locations for various reasons. So if the show sounds different than usual, that's just because we're uh, we're in uh, in far flung places. Yes, and, and and not Oktoberfest or anything like that. You know, we're just you know we we had you know logistical difficulties this week. Shh, be quiet! Don't let them know. I got I got giant beer steins right now. Giant pretzels, cheese, and gigantic steins of beer. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh, that does sound good. But we don't have that, though. All we have is the news. No, would would you like to hear the news? I would love to hear the news. Because there got? was a lot. Uh, the, well, this is sort of news for like the past 10 days because it's been a while since we've done this. But This is true. But uh, one topic that's always near and dear to our hearts is the net neutrality. And uh, as you can imagine, that fight is going on. Uh, after the Federal Communications Commission voted to repeal the open Internet order late last year, which we all uh, talked about, California and other states set about writing their own regulations to stop large companies from restricting Internet speeds and access. They did now indeed. Th- yes. Now, this past weekend, so we've set the stage. This past weekend, though, California finally got one over the finish line and passed its own set of tough net neutrality rules that require ISPs to treat all traffic equally and all the good things that we like about net neutrality. Uh, This was promptly followed by the U.S. Department of Justice announcing it was going to take the Golden State to court on the grounds that the federal government, not leaders of individual states, have the exclusive power to regulate net neutrality. Uh, And they cited uh, this as the FCC was granted the authority from Congress to make sure that there weren't 50 different sets of rules out there governing the web. So. That is Boy, you a, know what? A, the Justice Department really likes suing California, don't they? Yeah, the California and well, California I think likes to pick fights too. <laughs> yes, it is they a, do. It's it's a feisty state and a very it large is a feisty one, state. Yes, and they yes. have most of the tech out there. So, yes, they do. So we we don't know what's going to happen yet with this. I think all of the the paperwork was just getting drawn up for, for legal reasons, but it sounds like there will be lawsuits a popping here. <laughs> I think if the DOJ uh, files a suit, then I think that stops California from implementing their law. I could be wrong there, and I think this is still unfolding. So something we're going to keep an eye on. What about New York? What about New York? Well, I think New York, uh, you know, we had that little uh, change of attorney generals there, and <laughs> yeah, I think they like, still yeah. have something in the works here. But again, there's like 20 other states who are, were raring to go. So I don't know if everyone's hanging back seeing, you know, let California be the tip of the spear here mm. or what's going on. But yeah, I, I got to look up and see what New York is doing. They've had a lot, lot of things coming out of the attorney general's office in New York, yeah, uh, in addition they've, they've to internet busy. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've been busy. But moving on into familiar territory, oh, Facebook, here we go again. Three days after a major security breach on September the 25th, the social network informed the world that, yes, it did have a big security breach that affected personal information uh, in 50 million user accounts. That is a million with an M. 
Now, uh, you may have noticed this if you went to Facebook on Friday and uh, had to actually log in with your password because a company had logged you out. I guess it logged out 90 million accounts, uh, the 50 million plus 40 million more for good measure. This was all part of a security sweep to reset the access tokens that let you just breeze on by. Facebook also said that third-party sites that those users had logged into with their Facebook accounts would also be affected. According to Wired, uh, who said, quote, Facebook's investigation into the breach uh, began on September 16th when it saw an unusual spike in users accessing Facebook. On September the 25th, the company's engineering team discovered that hackers appeared to have exploited a series of bugs related to a Facebook feature that lets people see what their own profile looks like to someone else, end quote. So... It was a very complicated bug, and they actually stacked up like modular Lego blocks to build this this breach here uh, through, I think, various assorted vulnerabilities. The company is now working with the Federal Bureau of Investigation to identify the hackers, uh, but this could be the uh, era of the European Union's general data protection regulation muscle coming into play here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook could actually face a $1.63 billion with a B dollar fine oh. for not having properly put the protections in place here. I think the the, the fine would depend on if it was seen that Facebook could have done something to prevent this and they were just lax about it, then I think they get smacked with the big fine there. Wow. Um, but you know but, what? Let's be honest. 50 million users, that's like, what, half a percent of the, of the actual users on Facebook? They've got, they got, well, they, they got they've, like 22 trillion, don't they? Well, they, I think they got a – didn't they get a billion like last year? Maybe, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're I, I in think the, they did. The, they've crossed the billion mark. So, so 50 million uh, is in there and – uh, I don't know geographically if it was certain accounts that affected or, or who actually got hit in this, but if you were one of the affected accounts, you would have seen the like about your security notice that they like to put up when you log in. You know what? I'm not worried. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried. You yeah, because you don't do nothing on Facebook anymore. I don't do nothing on Facebook, and if they do get in there, all they're going to get are cat videos. That's all they're yeah. going to get. You do have a handsome collection of cat videos, sir, Thank though, you. I must tell you. Thank you. I'm going to add um, to them very shortly, by the way. Yes, yes. And uh, oh, another uh, litigious news surrounding Facebook, uh, the company could also face a potential lawsuit from a content moderator who claims that wading through the toxic content to filter it out from the site without proper on-staff mental health services gave her post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, wow. we, we we've seen some of the things that people will post online and there is yes. some heinous stuff out there. Imagine having a fire hose of that stuff aimed at your head without mm-hmm. on-site counseling or uh, programs to help employees deal with stress. I can see how this might be problematic. Although oh my God, yeah, yeah. I think you would have to be informed of this going in. And if they said, Oh, you know, we don't really have any counseling, but you know, do your best. If they told her up front, you're on your own. You know, that's one thing, whether she was going in expecting or she just realized that, oh, hey, this is gross stuff, or she asked for counseling and they said no. And I think it might have been an outsourced firm that was doing the moderation. But anyway, they're, they are uh, dealing with that as well. And I think the um, suit was filed in California, as they all are. So Every uh, suit is filed in California. Yeah, do not know if it's uh, going to attain class action status, but I think it was headed in that direction. Now, in other Facebook news, Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger, the founders of Instagram, who sold their creation to Facebook in 2012, have parted ways with the company. This departure was seen as somewhat abrupt, but insiders report that tensions had been high lately with Facebook's uh, increasing influence and interference on how Instagram was run and promoted. 
as well as arguments over the new IGTV app. Remember we talked about that last month? Yes, we did. Uh, Yes, yes, indeed. I guess Facebook was worried that IGTV was going to potentially draw users away from Facebook's own video offerings, you know, Facebook Watch. So... So whatever happened, happened, and these two guys just like punched out on short notice. But they put a little post up on the Instagram page and said they were going off and they're now ready for their next chapter. I hope they come up with an alternative to Instagram. That would be really sweet justice, but I doubt it. There's probably yeah. all sorts of all sorts of agreements that they came up with and nonsense. Yeah, like yeah, that. they need non-competes and all that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do have, you know, shown to have good ideas. So maybe they will... Uh, Rebounded to something there, but um, yeah, at least they didn't say they were quitting to spend more time with their family because we know. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. But also in uh, chaotic corporate news, Elon Musk, uh, inventor, dreamer, Tony Stark role model, and herbal recreational advocate, got himself into a bit of hot water with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. This was all over uh, a tweet earlier this year uh, when he said he was taking the company private. You know, Tesla, his company private at $420 per share and that funding for the transaction had been secured. I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about this because we commented on the curious number of 420 uh, uh-huh. given Mr. Musk's leisure time activities. <laughs> so uh, the complaint filed by the SEC alleged that by doing this, Musk issued false and misleading statements and failed to properly notify regulators of uh, material company events some tweets, uh, I guess, apparently do have consequences sometimes. Um, Musk and the agency did come to a settlement, however, over the past few days, which involved a large fine. Uh, he will also remain as the company's president, will, will be removed as the chairman of the Tesla board. And I guess either he or Tesla will admit any wrongdoing alleged by the regulators. So I don't know how all of this will play. I'm, you know, big, chunky money fine because uh, we know he's got some. But yes, he does. I, I think he was perhaps getting a little wild there. And, and you know, he and he has kind of been in the news lately for going on radio shows and, and talking and you know, maybe just a little bit too much energy there. So Yeah, saying unfortunate things to uh, folks trying to save lives and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing with the Thai cave rescuers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess it's time for a little time out. Just a bit of a timeout. Just, you know, roll it back there a little bit, uh, Elon. Yeah. Yeah, go into your man cave and, you know, <laughs> take up some fabulous new inventions. There you go. But moving on for New Yorkers, those Link NYC sidewalk terminals for phone calls, Wi-Fi access, weather and transit reports, battery charging, and free non-porn web access <laughs> have become very popular. I mean, yes, I, I see them all the time. I actually get my subway uh, update from there, like, and especially if you're walking around the weekends, like planned work, planned work, planned work, yep, planned yep. work, late disruptions, planned work. And, you know, it's not a good time for the Metropolitan Transit Authority here in New York, but it's yeah, good but to know really, that before you go on the hole. It really does. But seriously, has it ever been a good time for the MTA? Has it ever? Every once in a while, they would. Yeah, before Sandy, they were kind of, you know. Yeah, true. But, okay, you but, have but, a yeah, point there. Yes, you do. Yeah, the, the, it has not had consistent behavior as of late, but no. um, getting back to the link things, as reported by VentureBee, two years after the deployment of the prototypical kiosks in Manhattan, the roughly 1,600 links recently hit three milestones. Hmm. There's been one billion sessions for web stuff and, and internet, five million users of these things, and half a million phone calls a month. So these wow. sidewalk terminals that are just standing up there like these seven-foot-tall screens with little keyboards... Those are attracting people, all kinds of people, and uh, New Yorkers seem to really have latched onto them. Uh, some civil liberties groups, however, uh, do worry about the potential for mass surveillance, but these days, who doesn't? Exactly. Who doesn't? 
Yeah, I've, I've never used one for internet stuff, but I do read the the information on the sides, as I mentioned. And then they've been popping up headlines and fascinating facts. And, hey, did you know that Oreos were invented at Nabisco over there in Chelsea Market? And, you know, so you get a little city history when you're walking oh, that's by cool. one. It's nice. Yeah. Now, uh, but while public internet kiosks are uh, very popular in New York City, the rest of the country may have reached market saturation with its internet use. Uh, according to a new study by the Pew Research Center, the internet social media use and device ownership in the U.S. hasn't been growing for the past two years, but in fact has plateaued after years really? of years of upward growth. Yes, it's uh, reached a little flat part here. According to the report, the shares of U.S. adults who say they use internet, social media, own a smartphone or a tablet computer are all nearly identical to the number of people who said they did so in 2016. So you, they didn't see a spike in numbers of you know, so many more people doing it in 2018 compared to 2016. Uh, those who say they have broadband internet services at home currently stands at 65%, which was about the identical to the 67% who said uh, this in a survey conducted the summer of 2015. And when you get around to desktop and laptop ownership, there's actually been a little bit of dip in the overall numbers uh, from 78% in 2016 to 73% today. I'm guessing tablets and smartphones have probably yep. cut into a lot of that. I would imagine so. And uh, as for the flatlining, uh, financial constraints, lack of available broadband and rural areas and other factors are likely to have contributed to the sort of non-movement here of the line. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and you know, have we reached, you know, maximum internet saturation already? You know what? Maybe people are just horrified by the stories that have been coming out about social media and stuff. Maybe they just don't want any part of it. Yeah, like, some people have been quitting the Facebook, I hear. Yeah, well, that's what I hear, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it's just time for a little time out. You know, we're, we're going to spend our time doing handcrafts and getting to know our families and whatever. We've there had you go. some internet adventure. They're pulling an Elon. That's what they're yes. doing. Yes, yes. They're, they're just you know, taking it back and getting back to what's real. Yes, there you go. Amazon and Snapchat are teaming up to, yes, you guessed it, get Snapchat users uh, to buy more stuff on Amazon. Oh, Couldn't see that one coming, could no, you? No, absolutely not. That was, yes. that was uh, totally out of nowhere. Yes. Now, in a new feature, Snapchat users hold up their mobile devices, scan an image or a barcode, and take a photo. If the item in the picture is available on Amazon... A card appears on the screen and the user can click through to Amazon uh, and uh, buy the, the whatever they took the picture of. So oh my it's God. kind of instant, instant gratification. I think they've I was reading this story and they were talking about just how people are just buying everything on Amazon now. And there was even a quote from from somebody who said, if I can't prime it, I'm not going to buy it. So there's wow. this very Amazon has got these people right where it wants them and uh, is giving you even more opportunities uh, through your social media to buy things from them. I don't know. Is it, it, it does it make me like an old fuddy duddy that I find this unsettling? I actually so, like, I like going to a store and looking through stuff and, you know, messing up the aisles. And, yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old fogey. Yeah. It, it, it's making me feel a little bit like, uh, Wally, where everyone just kind of floated around their recliners with big gulps and did stuff That's on right. their screens. That's right. I don't think we're quite there yet, but uh, might speak not for yourself. Long. Speak yes. for yourself. I've got a big yeah. gulp, and I'm sitting here talking to yes. you. So, and you're floating around. Yeah, you're hovering around the. Uh, <laughs> I'm hovering around my apartment. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, right, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, my undisclosed location. Yes, your undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, remember uh, just the other week when we were talking about all the congressional hearings and who showed up and who didn't and what yes. the social media giants and tech companies were doing? Yes. After declining an invitation to testify before Congress last month, it looks like Google execs will be visiting Capitol Hill later this fall. Really? The hearing, yes, the hearing will be to address questions of political bias as well as Google's potential plans to reenter the Chinese market. Google uh, recently named his privacy lawyer, Keith Enright, as its chief privacy officer, and he's already been to a Senate hearing on data privacy last week. A bunch of other people were there, too. So that guy's going to be in charge of designing Google's strategy and privacy issues uh, as the feds uh, take a closer look. Uh, The other people at that Senate hearing last week were Apple, Amazon, Twitter, Charter, and AT&T, and they were discussing things with lawmakers like perhaps federal privacy regulations, uh, Hmm. among other topics. So. Refresh my memory. Didn't Google pull out of the Chinese market because of restrictions on yeah, on yeah, content and, then, and stuff? Yeah, and then the reports came out that they were doing that dragonfly thing mm-hmm. and maybe trying to get back in by building in censorship wow. tools. And yeah, it's uh, I guess they're looking for you know they don't want their numbers to plateau. They want to keep adding people. They want buku bucks. That's what they want. Yeah, I, I believe it's a fairly large population over there that that might I think uh, so. find use for their services. I think so. Now, another Google news, that old Google feed thing that gathered up relevant stories based on previous things you searched for. Mm-hmm. Remember, you, you would like be searching for like, look for Doctor Who, and then it would give you five stories about Doctor Who in your feed. They have renamed that Google Discover. Uh, the feature is also getting a refreshed design because they're just refreshing everything. Of course. And new, and new topic headers to explain why you're seeing a particular card. So, say, if you're looking for plane tickets to San Francisco – Except to see a lot of stories about restaurants and other attractions in San Francisco and your Google Discover screen there. Fascinating. Yes, the uh, algorithms are watching you. <laughs> yes, they um, are. Yes, but speaking of algorithms, uh, Apple may want to tweak Siri's news judgment programming. A recent report from the BuzzFeed news site found that Apple's Siri suggested search results in Safari reeled in fake news and conspiracy theory sites like Pizzagate videos, Holocaust denier articles, and uh, debunked race science posts. Apple did remove the questionable content uh, that BuzzFeed pointed out it was finding. But, you know, people don't let algorithms babysit the Internet. You know, that's Absolutely. what they call the low quality information. It's going to find a way around your program. Absolutely. Now, Microsoft, it is October now, and uh, there have been uh, rumors that the new Windows 10 update is coming out. Could come out this week. Sometime this month, they're expecting this big Windows 10 update because they got to do it every six months now. We had one in April. Mm-hmm. People are bracing for it. Uh, it does have some new features, though, uh, that people may find interesting, like the ability to copy and paste items across devices, which I know Apple's had for a while. And uh, they're also, like everyone, going into dark mode, uh, dark mode for File Explorer. And I believe they are revamping the Screenshot app. Um, but that's not the only product that Microsoft has been updating. The company is also rolling out a version of its whiteboard collaboration app for iOS and the web. And uh, for Xbox One users, the developers and people will be able to uh, use mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox One console, so gamers and developers will have more options. Really now? I've been using a dongle to do that. Yeah, so uh, so they're trying to make it easier for you there. Nice. I'm digging that. Yes. Uh, now, here are a couple of little entertainment items uh, to uh, get us to the end, finally. Internet fandom and fundraising helped bring Veronica Mars uh, back from beyond. I remember the TV show Mm -hmm. several years ago with that. uh, Yes, the incredibly talented Kristen Bell in the lead. 
uh, sassy teenage detective. Um, I think it ran for three seasons, maybe, and then it, it went off, and then uh, fans got together and they raised enough money to make a movie, standalone movie, uh, which yep. they did a few years ago. Uh, but now the show just will not die. It's going to Hulu for a limited revival with the original cast. Wow. And I guess the, the marshmallows are very excited there. But there's one prominent name on the show's writing staff that you may not expect. The former L.A. Laker and airplane star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be writing for the Veronica Mars revival on Hulu. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't know he was doing – I knew he was writing some books. And he had a column uh, every once so once in, in Time magazine yes, that, that he was did. actually pretty good. But, yeah, yeah he's uh, he's been doing a lot of writing. I guess he did a comic book series about Mycroft Holmes, and then he's 71, and he's still keeping busy. Uh, so, so, yay, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yay. And finally. And finally. Doctor Who is back this weekend. Yes, the new season. it is. Yes, it Star- is. Yes, it nicely coinciding with New York Comic Con, which rolls into town uh, on Thursday. And we'll keep uh, you busy, right? Yes, we'll keep me very busy. Got a couple of panels this year and just, you know, getting through the security line at New York Comic Con <laughs> is uh, about half your morning there. Yes, indeed. But uh, the new season of Doctor Who, starring Jodie Whittaker as the first ever female Doctor, premieres on October the 7th. And I think they're doing a big thing over the weekend because... Uh, they're premiering it at the same time in the UK, and so there'll be like an early showing here in the States since we're five hours behind, and then they'll show it again at the usual eight o'clock hour. So really putting in a lot of um, spotlight here on the new season of uh, Doctor Who and the new Doctor. So I, for one, am very excited. I'm very excited myself. So we'll, we'll see what they do with it. Um, there'll yes, be new indeed. companions and everything else. So uh, for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the stories we talked about here in the news portion, you can find a page of links at... PopTechJam.com. Up next, we're just going to give you a few little tips about how to get used to the new Gmail. So, as we know, we mentioned earlier, Google likes to change stuff up. They do. Were you a fan of the new uh, Google design when it came out? They put a lot of kind of inbox by Gmail features into regular Gmail. Uh, I won't say I wasn't. It kind of sort of like was like, huh, what the heck's going on here? But I, I got used to it fairly quickly. I didn't yeah, get, you, I, I wasn't upset or I'm not upset about it. Yeah. You weren't surprised. That was I probably, was not, a, definitely yeah, because you saw it coming and then. Yes. If you'd use the inbox product, you knew it had things like the snooze for your mm-hmm. mail and yep. the, the smart compose. Well, the smart reply, uh, I think, is still in there. Although people complain about it, I heard Google might be taking that out. But like smart compose, which we've previously complained about, where it starts typing, you know, finishing your emails for you. I hate that. That I don't yeah. like. Yeah, you you can turn that off in the web version of Gmail. You can also turn off the nudge where if it notices you sent out an email with a question in it and nobody got back to you, it pushes that email to the top of your inbox. It's like, hey, do you want to follow up on this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, you can turn that off. All right. Um, You know what? The more you're saying things, the more I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you can turn it off. That's that's a good thing. That is the good thing. Yes. Yeah. Because when Google first rolled out this Gmail preview, they didn't want people just to be tossing the deep end of the pool. So they said, here, you can try the, the hot new Gmail. Here's a preview. If you don't like it, you can just go to the gear icon and, and do the go back to classic Gmail. And you can keep doing that for a while and not have to leave your comfortable Gmail world. 
they took away that option uh, within the past week. And so people who got shoved on the new interface now don't have the door to get back to the previous version. So there was a lot of angst. I saw a lot of things on forums. I got a lot of email about it. Mm. People were not having this. Like, it looks so weird. I can't get used to it. I want to go back. I hate this. And I confirmed it was, I would say, no, you can't go back. This is the way it is. So you're in this new Gmail landscape. You can't go back, but you can maybe change some of the settings that makes it seem a little bit more familiar. Now, we just talked about getting rid of Smart Compose and Nudge and some of that stuff. You can do that by going into the settings icon, choosing settings from that menu, and then uh, clicking the general tab and just turn off the things that you don't want. A lot of things with though people is the look of the inbox because they've put little attachment icons in the actual uh, inbox stuff instead of opening the mail and seeing, oh, I've got an attachment here. They show a little preview of like a PDF or whatever. Mm. If you don't want to see all that stuff in your face, you can go in there to the Gmail settings, adjust the display density, which lets you sort of collapse all that or make it even more dominant if you just don't want if you just want to see the name and the, the subject you can go back to that so that helps a little bit for some people that's display density uh, for people who really are not having it cannot deal within this new gmail do not like any of the bells and whistles they built into it if you just basically want to go back to the 90s you can do the html bare bones version of gmail and we'll have a link to this on our show page to go back to that it's very simplistic and rustic, but you don't get like keyboard shortcuts or spell check or any of that. But if you're just there to do mail, maybe you'll want that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And uh, there's also a feedback form. If you are really not happy with Google's design or you maybe want to give them some advice on how they can make it better, also in the settings menu is a little send feedback thing. So tell Google how you're feeling about speak all this. Speak up. Yeah, speak up. Yeah, they, they respond when they, they hear things from their customers. Um, the new version, though, it does have some nice things. It takes a little bit to get used to. Yep. Once you're used to it, it's fine. I've been using it since months and months, so it's uh, I'm, I'm pretty well attuned to it now. But if you really just don't like change and having to look to see where stuff's at, maybe you want to go back. But if not, just you know, give it a chance. Get used to it. Get over the shock of the new. Yeah. Maybe you'll find something in there that works for you. Right, and dive into the settings. That's, I mean, to yeah. your point, you know, you can always, you'll be surprised by how much you can modify a piece of software once you dive into the settings. Yeah, yeah. It's just the defaults are maybe not what everyone right. really wants in their lives. Or, so, you know yeah. what? You could just get in touch with Google and get your money back. Yes, yes. All that money you pay for, you know. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. So, or at least get your personal information back. Yeah, there you go. Maybe not. But anyway, those are some tips. We'll have a few links on the show page here, too, if you want uh, some guides to uh, using the new Gmail or going back to HTML or right, whatever right. you want to do. Well, well, we'll have some links on the show page. And again, you can find that at poptechjam.com. Yes. And with that, we should probably go yes. because, uh, you know, we are uh, undisclosed here of and uh, getting late in the evening. Yes, get late in the evening and uh, we might get disclosed. So It's you know, true. Yeah. We, so we, so we, we need to take that. care of this. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so, uh, but before we go, thank you, bros. Yes, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. If you think it, they will build it, builtbybros.com. Yes. And thank you, listeners. Uh, we apologize for being a few days late this week. It's been uh, a little crazy, but uh, just know that anytime we can get together to make one of these, we're doing it. We and will. We're doing it now. Yes, we are. So, so uh, thank, thank you for riding along with us. And so, until next time, when we're back with more, I'm JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everybody watch Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. Doctor Who. Doctor Who.
Oh! <laughs>